Manchester City have just one win out of their last six Premier League games and currently sit fourth position in the table. Today, we debate are Man City losing their dominance and their grip on the Premier League title? Roll the intro. Hello and welcome to the Lost in Possession podcast. If you're here for the first time or you're already not subscribed, please do us a quick Christmas favour and hit that subscribe button. It is absolutely free. We want to get to 250 by Christmas, so please do help us out. Let's get straight into the episode. As we said, Man City having a bit of a nightmare at the minute. Not looking themselves. Fourth, I mean, when do you ever see that? You don't see Man City for the last few years in fourth position in the league. We'll start with this weekend, a 2-2 draw with Palace from 2-0 up at home, looking dominant. Jamie, what happened with the Palace game? We'll start with the Palace game only. Um, what the hell happened? Well, if you ask me at 75 minutes, I would have said this game is dead rubber. It's done. It should, should like, Palace were offering absolutely nothing. We were just passing it around. We didn't look like we were going to score another, but we didn't look like we were going to concede. And then it just all fell into perfectly into sort of Palace's hands. They had their one attack, got a goal, which we probably could have defended better. And then that's exactly what they wanted. You could tell during the game when we went 1-0 up, which I think is a credit to Palace. They didn't panic. They went, one, one goal's fine. Let's just keep how we are playing. Six at the back, four in front. And we're going to just keep this scoreline as it is, as it is. And then later on in the game, we're going to get a chance and put it away. That's That was the game plan that happened. And unfortunately, we fell right into it. We've got the two goals. Then, like I said, they had their one attack, got their goal. And then they just sat back again. They were like, right, for the next sort of five minutes, we'll let them have the ball and then we'll start creeping a bit more forward and forward and you could see them sort of like from when they scored they were literally on their box on their box that in a straight line there is a perfect easy line for them and then they started creeping up creeping up creeping up and we just just fell for it really and then it was a stupid way to concede was the penalty where literally like two seconds before they were claiming another penalty it wouldn't have been one but then that it was clear as day that's just a stonewall penalty and you throw it away and it's just it's just weird how it can change so quickly because the narrative would have been City are very close to the top of the league not been perfect it's it's perfectly fine and we're going to have a nice little tournament for the Club World Cup now it's the opposite where it's a disaster <laughs> and we're going to the Club World Cup without great confidence from a lot of the fans. Yeah, and the obvious point to start off with is obviously Haaland wasn't playing. But you can't make that argument when you're 2-0 up. No, you no, no, struggled and got a draw, it's like, yeah. And the other the other argument is people going, there's no Kevin De Bruyne. That's not the reason why we're conceding goals. Mm. But obviously, I think having De Bruyne would have helped in terms of control. But like Haaland, for example... Had nothing. There was no reason Harlan on the pitch would have changed that outcome. So yeah, so I totally agree with that, George. 
Yeah. And Reese, obviously for, for you, from an Arsenal perspective, we'll get onto all the other teams in, in the title race, but another win for you guys. And, and another, you know, what we're looking at now, five, five points clear. Same games played as Man City. You would have snapped your hand off that for, for pre-season, sort of heading towards a Christmas break. Yeah. I mean, you got, you got, this is where, you know, you've got to capitalise when City make their mistakes. I don't think teams do that enough. When it comes to Man City, you know, when it comes to game management, they're the best in the business. However, I find that when it goes wrong, it goes wrong for Man City. And you could argue, yes, 2-0, comfortable 75 minutes, but really it's the sort of game they should have gone for three because Palace, you know, Hodgson's been under pressure. He's not very popular, you know, with fans at this moment in time. So they were there for City to just go to the juggler and then when they go into the World Club World Cup, they could look and go, look, you know, even if teams go and win over this period or get any results, we're fine. We're not we're not far behind. They're not far behind anyway. But they've thrown it away again, late again. You know, I think this is like another another sort of incident. You know, I mean the stats, you know, at the end of the day, the stats, you know, 74% possession to 26, but all that matters at the end of the day is Crystal Palace got two goals with the two shots on target they had. So they've got to, you know, they've got to be a bit upset with that because it's probably not, it's not the first time this has happened as well this season. You know, they they conceded late to Liverpool. You know, they conceded late to Arsenal. So there's something that needs to be addressed there, whether it's tiredness, whether it's just lapse of concentration. Have they put their foot off the gas, you know, since winning the treble? Some people might say yes. Some people would probably say no. But could it it's be, not looking... just sorry no. to cut you off, Reese, to, to your point, I was going to say, could it be fitness? Because I know it sounds stupid to say of a big, big team or a big Premier League side, but you've got maybe a couple of, in... maybe that's not a good enough excuse, but like you've got a couple of injuries. They're, by default, their their system is high press for, throughout the game. And the, the games you just mentioned, they conceded late in, you actually missed a couple out on top of that. So they yeah. conceded fairly late in Liverpool, conceded yeah. late against against Chelsea in the four all, conceded late against Spurs, and now Palace. So that's what three, four, you know, four out of the last six games they've conceded late, and the only as I said, even even Villa was late. Yeah, Villa was late. Yeah. If you're classing, if you have a chance to get late, back, Villa would have been late as well. Yeah. So it's it's another one as well. But to, to be fair to that point is. We haven't rotated much. If you've looked mm. at the stats, the people who have played are playing nearly every week. Rodri's starting every game that he has, except for the suspensions he's had. Um, Alvarez is, Foden is, Walker has played every minute. I'm not going to include like Edison, but Diaz has started every minute, I think. There's very little rotation. And I think some, some parts is due to injury. But some parts is the fact that we have a small squad and that's something Pep wants because I think in Pep's case, he's like, it's harder to keep a bigger squad happy. And I think you've probably seen that at Chelsea, Jordan, with having 40-odd players or whatever yeah. you had at one point. You can't keep everyone happy. And having good morale does help massively. You, you can't have two or three people moaning constantly. You need them all playing, but it, it, it and then with some of the injuries, like we haven't had a big injury crisis. We're having little ones here and there. 
So it's like De Bruyne is out. That's fine. Ignore that one. But Stones has been out, come back for a few games, got out again. Then you've got Kovacic, Nunes, both getting just little injuries here and there. So it's not like we're having massive injury crisis. But it's like they're all constantly happening. So no one can find their rhythm. So then most players are playing pretty much every week. So fitness could be something to do with it. But really where I see it going wrong, and I'm going to just say this before anything, I don't know better than Pep. I'm never going to claim that or anything like that. But watching tactically defensive sort of minded, the Palace game was something you were just like, I'm the f- what went wrong wasn't what I was seeing. But if you looked at 2-1, 87th minute, Gavardo was in the same line as Foden, Bernardo Silva and Alvarez. All, he, he's our left back and Jack Grealish was more in the left back position than Gavardo. And I was just like, I just didn't understand it. If it was 2-0, you're going for another goal, fine. Earlier on in the game, it's fine. But at that time, just put him back. Say, you're not going forward, we're keeping this win. It's just things like that. and So that was that was something that annoyed me. I think against Chelsea, we just looked so open in the middle when we played you. It was it was literally Rodri versus whoever you had in your midfield, whether it was Gallagher, Fernandez, whoever you had on that game. We just let Rodri defend against three. And it's different ones that happen at different points that are, I think, costing us in these games where we've, what, won one in the last six Premier League games. And that win was Luton, where, again, you weren't convincing at all. No. But they probably weren't expected to be. But but Jamie's right. Like, Guardiola really shouldn't be that high up on the pitch, should he? You know... It it definitely was a tactic, if that makes sense. It wasn't him being going gung-ho himself. That was definitely a tactic by Pep. Yeah. I think... There must be elements, disrespect's not the right word, but maybe overconfidence or over-arrogance in some ways. Because I think when you look at particularly a Roy Hodgson team, you know, you, you think you're going to beat them, you should beat them. But I think with Crystal Palace, is they've got Elise, they've got Eze, they've got two players there who I think can turn anyone over at any, you know, any day of the week. Imagine them, you know, if they played at a, a better side, someone that played to their strengths, they'd be flying. But they're, they're doing very well anyway this season. But there could have been that element there, that little bit of dis. You know, I, I don't think a team like Bournemouth would have done it. I don't think Luton would have done it at, at the Etihad. I don't think they would have caught that late goal. And I think, if anything, it's an opportunity to wake City up a bit. You know, at the end of the day, look, City turn it on when it matters, just like Man United did. You know, City. If you look at their record, they do tend to throw away points against these sorts of teams. In like, you know, so I don't think they're going to be particularly worried. But I do think, yeah, the tactics were a bit off, and I do think there's elements of tiredness, you know. And the small and the benefit is just right. The, the downside of a small squad means that if he takes off a winger, he brings, say, is it Mitchell? Did he play? He played in the week, didn't he, Mitchell? Um, I think that was his name. What the young for City? Yeah, City. Uh, Hamilton. 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 That's the one. Yeah, it's only because Mitchell Mitchell was playing for their Palace, so that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where I've got yeah. confused. So Hamilton, for example. He's not going to change anything for City at this moment in time, is he? No. And the big problem with that is they're probably going to have to address this at the moment. I know I know it means you could hamper his development, but you know, you have to take that off. The best teams can take a player off and bring a player on who's going to deliver. 
Would you think on that on that basis, would we see City now, not panic, but are they going to dip into the January window? Well, they won't panic. Yeah, they won't panic. But I think they might have a look at a player that's going to bring them a bit more depth. You know, can they bring in a player that's going to do the same as what De Bruyne can do? Maybe not, but they can bring in a player of that style of quality. Or again, just that extra added player, another winger or somebody who can cover if someone isn't fit. But it's just who's out there in the market. If they go for somebody, if they go for Elise, for example, why should he start over the players they've already got? Do you know what I mean? It's 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 getting in that January, In January, it's very unlikely you're going to get a player that's a, a good solution, not just for six months, if that makes sense. Because City aren't just going to buy one just to win this league title. It'd be stupid to do so. I think the only way we dip into the market in January is because Phillips is going to go and we're going to replace him. But we're also not going to just go, we must replace him. If we don't find anyone right or they're asking way too much money, we will just go, now we're fine. We'll keep who we've got. And that can be a problem sort of later on in the season. However, like Reece said, so De Bruyne, he's coming back from injury. He's actually turning up to the Club World Cup. So that means he's coming back very, very soon. And I'll be delighted to see that, <laughs> really. Um, like I say Stones was coming back from another injury. It's sort of like we might be getting fit, or all players fit, for, you know, the running for it. But one thing I do have to say with the panic that people are having, I know one in six is just not good enough. It just isn't for a team that wants to go and win the title. But we weren't actually that good pre this this time last season. We were a bit better off, but before the World Cup happened, people were going, our oh, city have fallen off. They don't look as good. And the last game before the World Cup, we got beat by Brentford. And we deserved to get beat that day. We were we I've not actually seen a striker bully our back four more than Tony did that day. They came to the Etihad and dominated us. So it's not like we haven't been able to turn it around, but we've never actually gone into a spell where we're winning one out of six. I think in that time we've actually played two of our bogey teams in Spurs and Palace are one of them as well. You're playing Liverpool as well and to be fair at home we do have a, a decent-ish record against them away is the worst is not great it's sort of like if you look at them individually it's not too bad but it's just because they've all come in a row that's where i think everyone's gone it's a disaster that it's going wrong for city but you've also got to remember we've won three in a row there's no right for us to go and win four in a row no one's no one's ever done it before We've also got the Champions League in it, so we're not just playing one game a week and losing that. We've just won six at six in the Champions League group, which is the only second Premier League side to do so. I did say wrong last time on being the first. I hold my hands up. I, I didn't realise Liverpool had done it before. But it's sort of like there's such small times where the narrative just changes massively. Because if, yeah. if you look to midweek, the narrative was it's all it's all good, it's all fine. It is just one defeat. Yeah. And done brilliantly. Yeah, exactly. So it's not really that bad. Like, you know, yes, you'd be disappointed to draw it at home to Palace, but 
would you take a draw at home to Spurs and Liverpool? You probably would. You'd take a draw away to Chelsea, I'd probably say. So it's really not not the worst. Like, this isn't like they're playing at home to all the bottom six and have drawn five of them, you know. The concern will be when they get back is they've got Everton away. You just don't know what Everton side are going to turn up. You know, Ooh, that's... They've been, they've been informed, to be perfectly fair to yeah. them. Um, the, yeah. I think the worry also is, because we're in this Club World Cup, Arsenal and Liverpool play each other, I believe it is. So one of them will get, well, one or both will get more points before we play again. And that means there's sort of the gap opens up even more. So it's like Arsenal could be, what were they in front now? What is it? Something like five points? Five points. Liverpool, yeah, so yeah. four. Yeah, Liverpool will give you Arsenal five. It could be Arsenal and eight or Liverpool and seven. Yeah. Or just a point more. It's like the psychological gap, isn't it? Then gets wider. Exactly. But then I think that would actually, it could help City in a way of the pressure is more on the team who's at top. And we saw last season, Arsenal were in that position. They were, I think you were eight points clear or seven points clear at one point last season. And it got turned around. Okay, we did have two games against you at that point, but it's still something that the pressure could be on the other teams more so than City, even yeah. though everyone's predictions will go City are going to win the league. If that makes sense yeah. from the start of the season. But also, like like I said, it's important at the time you play teams as well. Like you'll have a game in hand over teams, which will probably come in handy. I know it'll be Brentford, but they're not massively great themselves again you don't know what Brentford team are going to turn up but you look at even like towards the end of the season you know you'd fancy yourselves in the last three games easy it's at home to Wolves away to Fulham and at home to West Ham I doubt any three of those teams will have anything to be worrying about or, or even thinking about so sorted you know Tottenham away might be a bit of a sticky one whatever Tottenham situation in. score there forget about getting points it's just scoring. yeah and even <laughs> Forest away might be a tricky one, depending on what their situation is. But they've got a favourable run. You know, that's when they're going to turn on the style. You know, they'll beat Villa at home. They'll beat Arsenal at home. Liverpool away might be a bit dodgy in March. But when it gets to April, that's a favourable run of games. Like, that's when it's going to matter. You know, they can afford to drop points now, whereas Arsenal can't afford to drop points now. That's the difference. We have to bag the points while we can, because we wouldn't, we're not good enough to sustain it. Whereas City can do it now. It's very similar to Ferguson's United. They do it when it matters. Yeah, I, I don't think you even need to look that far ahead, to be honest, on the fixtures. Like, City on their day at their best, it doesn't matter. The fixtures doesn't matter, really. Like, they just need to get there. Like, they need to be within the mix. And I guess the I, I've got a bit of both arguments on this. It's like, on the positive, like, the reality is you are only five points off the top. So if you if you said that you know you, you wouldn't re- it's not panic stations is it you're five points off halfway through just under halfway through the season it's not terrible however the issue though on the on the flip side is that you've not just you're not just looking at an Arsenal young Arsenal side who kind of everyone does think are going to bottle it you've now got a young Arsenal side who have been there almost done it and, and arguably are going and improving. Then you've got Liverpool who have been there and done it. And now you've got, you know, Villa in the mix, kind of got Spurs in the mix because they're still one point behind. So now you're you're potentially relying on three teams bottling it. So that's why it does feel this season. I said it last week on the Villa pod. 
it does feel a bit of a weird season. We could have one of the most dramatic title races in Premier League history, and you'd back City in a 50-50 race against pretty well anyone at this point still. But when you throw, throw in two, three teams, I think you you know you got to be think, a little bit nervous. I think a pattern has emerged with City is that when you accomplish something that you hadn't accomplished before, it is very easy to take your head off, uh, take your foot off the gas a bit, and that's that's a natural thing when you're a winner. When City won the league the first time with the Aguero goal, they had a terrible season. Yes, they invested poorly, but they had a poor season. Because I think when you achieve that high, I do think you not lose motivation, but I do think you get in that situation a little bit. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I've achieved what I want to achieve. And I, I think it takes you to lose it again to go back for more because you realise that the glory is very short-lived. You know, a lot of people would argue that, you know, Mancini lost his job in that season. So, you know, so you'd argue that, you know, it goes to show that, it's you know you realize it is short-lived when they did the domestic quadruple um which was an amazing achievement they dropped off the season after which liverpool went on to win so this season is not much of a shock because you win the treble you win the trophy that you sought after yeah of course you want to win it again but it's very easy to be in that mindset of you know oh, i can't believe we've done it you know they relax if they hadn't have done it there'd be a different side this year but they're relaxing a little bit, and that's natural because eventually they'll they'll probably come back next year and win it, and then be hungry to go and do it again. It's what good teams do. You need that lull to realize just how good you should be, if that makes sense. So I don't think it's a it's a big, you know, big loss if they don't win the league this year. City, you know, if they go win this club World Cup, they've they've done the sweep, right? Those players will, other than a World Cup win or something, will never achieve anything more. You know, as in you can't get more and more than that. So it's not it's not the end of the world. Like City fans, they're not going to fall off a cliff and disappear off the face of the earth. You know, this isn't going to ruin anything. Actually, no, 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 you're, you're completely right with that. And I think what you're saying with the point of what you've achieved and then the next season, Gary Neville, who's obviously done it himself, he's won the treble. He said there was a drop-off of players. I think he said the main one was Dwight York. He literally, like had zero motivation and then it's in then it was on the it was on ferguson to be like all right then you haven't got the motivation you're gonna to have to go and that's what managers do they swap it around freshen the team up don't you yeah you've got yeah. freshen team up. obviously we've lost a few players in the in the window like mares and gundam being sort of the main sort of ones um mares i think it was right time for him to go Gundren, I would have liked to see him one more season, but he's, like I said, he's he's the treble winning captain. He has done it. He wanted a new challenge. It's fair enough to him. And I actually think he's been one of the more reasons. If he was in there, his control of the game is a big presence. So that's something we have lost. So that's could be why towards the end of the games we are conceding because we don't have that control of a Gundren, for example. But yeah, definitely, it's sort of like there is, there can be a drop off from it because you it's sort of like right because you had it. I think you know, I, I saw um like a video of Grealish. He's crying right at the end of it while trying to give an interview because he's like, "That's what I've dreamed of." Then it's like, "Well, you've achieved your dream. 
now what? And it's some some people can't get motivated, or some people need time before they get it. So that could be the that could be sort of an issue. But I'd hope under Pep he wouldn't allow that. But maybe that's what City did last season, right? Because we saw the the early the early drop off. So to your point, Reese, like I, maybe that's what we're seeing. But there's no reason it has to be a whole season. I think last year we saw some cracks in Man City. Let's be fair with the you know a bit of the Cancelo stuff and some of the comments from Pep. And it did seem like they started a bit slow, weren't up to the pace, and they almost sort of got you know the kick up the arse they needed, and then woke up and and did what they did. Well, weirdly, I think with the kick up the arse was actually us getting charged or having the 115 charges. Yeah. That and the World Cup actually like spurred on our season, which is quite odd to have, you know. Well, we're seeing it with Everton. We're seeing it with Everton. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, you have the sort of disruption of the World Cup, but then you also have the 115 charges and you you have the mindset of, right, it's us against the world. Mm. Let's, Let's band together and this is... This is what Everton are doing at the moment. So yeah, it's definitely something that sort of that's. I think that adds to the motivation. But I don't think we can, you know, get another 115 charges to spur us on this season. <laughs> so maybe maybe we don't get that sort of mentality in it. Really. Well, seeing Arsenal fans get overexcited again should be motivation enough, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, just not finally, really. in term, sorry, go on. No, no, I just said not Reese. Reese, no, <laughs> no. <Getting over. laughs> no. Let's be real. Beating a Brighton with a bang average manager does not mean you are going to win. And they say, do it at the Amex. That's when it will matter. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, the other point I want to bring up is more of a player. So, Jamie, I know you sort of said I, I don't know if it's back to the stats, but the comment is is you feel like you're conceding basically every shot the opposition has on target. So Edison is obviously regarded as one of the best keepers in the world. I have said for a while, I think he's a little bit, I don't think he's like unbelievable as a keeper. That might just be because City don't concede that many shots. Therefore you can't see saves. But for me, logically speaking, if you're conceding every shot, an opposition has over a consistent period, then there's only one person to blame. And that is the goalkeeper. I, I get your point because it's, but you also got, I think you've also got to look at one of your favorite stats is XG. If you look at the XG of the shots that go against us, most of them are like 0.7, which is like phenomenally high. It's like a penalty kind of scenario of yeah. XG. And that's where you can't blame Edison. There are there are points yeah. like first goal against Spurs, he I, I want him to do better, but then you've got to think of what the goal against Arsenal, the deflected goal that had a zero point zero xg of going in, but it was just such a big deflection it goes in. So then that's where like you've got an argument against the sort of xg mm. kind of scenarios. The goal against Villa had an absolutely nothing to do with Edison. It's got massive deflection and gone in. Um, and then if you looked, well, it was a penalty against Palace for the second. And the first one is, it's a great cross against, like, it's where the keeper can't get it. It's like a great cross, the keeper can't get it. So I understand what you're saying. I, he's not the best shot stopper in the world. He's not. I'm not saying that. I think he is the best with his feet. 
and that helps us massively with the rest of our game. So that's why I think he is at the, one of the top. Not the top, but up there. Anyway, and I don't think it is to blame. It's more, I think, because actually if a good example was against Chelsea. If you looked at your goals, I was like defensive. I think the header wasn't his fault. Wasn't his fault. It was I think it was Rodri losing his man. You had Gavardo made a mistake for it. You had Diaz conceding the penalty. Just like he's conceded four against Chelsea, and I don't think I would have blamed him for any of the four against yeah. Spurs. I said the first one. The other two, I don't think anything to do with him. Palace two conceded, nothing to do with him. So I think it would be a bit harsh to blame Edison, but I also understand sometimes the keeper needs to make a big save. And he does, I don't think he gets the chance to, to be perfectly honest, because I think if you looked at XG conceded for this season, I think if you, I think if you exclude penalties on it, we would be the best. But we haven't got the best defensive record where I think it's Arsenal and Liverpool have. And that's because teams are converting the chances. And yeah, I just think it'd be harsh to blame Edison when I think you've got to stop them chances being created before yeah. before it gets to him. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I thought, I thought it was an interesting debate because it's not, it's not like he's bringing... It's not like he's doing what Anana has been doing and letting shots through his legs and stuff. So it's like... It's, it is. It feels harsh to blame him, but then, you know, is it the defender? Is it the keeper? Um, no, no, no. I think it's fair to bring up because I think for most people outside in, you're seeing four against Chelsea, three against Spurs, two against Palace. It doesn't look good. <laughs> well, before we before we wrap things up, I think we should probably end on uh, a revised Premier League prediction. For obviously it's an episode for Man City, so let's predict where we think Man City will end up. So pre-season, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I said they'd win the league. Jamie said they'd win the league, and Reece said come second. Is that right? Cool. Yeah. Let's go round now and see if we're going to change our minds. Um, I'll I'll start. Despite everything I've just said, <laughs> I still would if I had to put money on it. I probably still would back Man City just purely for the reason that it is only five points. Maybe the Villas, the, you know, Arsenal, I think Arsenal will go a lot further than they did last season, but City have still been there and done it and they have the better quality squad. So I'm going to stick with my prediction, despite everything we've just said and say that somehow Man City will find a way. Jamie, um, I'm probably not. I'm not as confident as I was at the start of the season. Um, I really don't know. It. I think we'll be. I think we will come first or second. And I, I'm. I'm actually more worried about Liverpool than Arsenal. But one thing that is a plus for City is the African Cup of Nations coming up. So that's Salah out for a little bit as well. And he he is massive for them. And I, and we don't have anyone in it. Um, I'm still going to go with us winning the league, but it's going to be like a final day win, if that makes sense. You've got to win it on the final day. 
You can't. You you ain't got any breathing room for it. Yeah, I think your hesitation alone tell, tells the picture of this episode. Yeah, a little yeah. a little bit nervous, maybe. A little bit shaky. Yeah, a little bit shaky. Uh, Reese, what about you? You obviously said Liverpool. You made a bold, what seemed like a bold prediction at the time. City not winning the league, Liverpool in the league. You may look like an absolute genius, but are you going to stick with your prediction? Yeah, I'll stick with it. I think if there's anybody that can stop City winning the league, it's City themselves. If they pull in a few more performances like that, you know, I think I think that's it. It's not even the matter of everyone else being good. I think it's just City will stop themselves. I think Liverpool still win it. Well, there you have it. That is our predictions done. But we want to hear from you. Comment below right now who you think is going to win the Premier League this season. Will it be City or will there be some new hands on the Premier League table? As always, that wraps us up for another episode. Like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill. (laughs) 